Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs, with new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander. Let's get into the show. Today's featured guest is one and only Charlie, the Spaniard Brennan. Welcome, man. Thanks for having me, Simon. Charlie is a speaker, mentor, and author. After teaching Spanish for three years and winning the show Pros vs. Joes, he left his job to pursue professional fighting. And in 2011, he was ranked number seven in the world. Charlie recently published Driven, My Unlikely Journey from Classroom to Cage. Charlie, tell us a bit more about yourself and fill in any blanks from that intro. Well, I grew up in central Pennsylvania, and it's a you know, relatively rural area between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. And I grew up in a very traditional family. There was no turmoil. There was no trauma. You know, everyone loved each other. And it was just, it was a it was a very comforting upbringing. But from the time I was young, I just I had a burning desire to succeed. I was introduced to the sport of wrestling at a young age. And that mentality, that mindset, you know, I, I host a podcast called A Fighter's Mindset. But the truth of it is it's a wrestling mindset. You know, the, the sport of wrestling from eight years old all the way up until 23 years old taught me how to win, taught me how to lose, taught me how to sacrifice, be disciplined, you know, all of that stuff. So, you know, I took those lessons throughout my, my life, throughout my career. It, it ended, ended up that I had thought my career was a Spanish teacher and wrestling coach, junior high Spanish teacher and wrestling coach. And after about a year and a half, I started to, to experience some unrest. I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And that's when a close friend of mine, Frankie Edgar, who was a eventual UFC champion, I saw that he had just signed with the UFC and was pursuing this, this thing called mixed martial arts, which to me at the time was crazy. You know, it was like those crazy guys in the cage. But, you know, I, I realized I wanted to make a change in my life and I looked at my assets, you know, my physical and my, my mental assets and it was to compete and I was good at wrestling. I was good at physical contact, combat sports. So I decided that I was going to leave my job, leave my junior high Spanish teaching position and pursue the UFC and, and, you know, the last, so it's been two years since my most recent fight, but prior to that, I fought for close to a decade all around the world. So now you do a lot of different things. Uh, you coach successful people. You travel the world um, uh, speaking. Uh, tell me about the desire to succeed. Uh, it seems like you had that early on. Yeah, my book is called Driven, and I, I didn't know it at the time. You know, I didn't know how how perfectly that word encapsulated my life and my being then, nor did I know what it would represent moving forward. I, I'm a driven person. I I got so used to the mindset and mentality of, of a wrestling life that, and then a, a professional fighting life that when those two things were gone, I, I, I wanted, I found a way, I forged a way to maintaining those characteristics into my everyday living. And, and I do things that normal people don't do. I train at a, at a pace that 99.9% .9 of people, even professional athletes don't do. And it all goes back to, I just, I, I, I'm so driven to push myself physically and mentally that I don't I don't feel good about myself unless I'm doing that on a daily basis. So were you always uh, driven or when you look back when you were younger, uh, did you have a bit of laziness inside of you? Was there a big mindset shift? Um, tell me about that. It, I've always been that way. And the way I can equate it, and I'm, I'm figuring this out as I go, as my speaking career develops, as my podcast develops. And, and you know, I always had an opponent. 
I always had, a, you know, whether it was Hunter Gano or whether it was Terry Jeffries or whether it was, um, you know, all these guys in college, Jake Percival or, or whomever these actual opponents were. And then when I got to the UFC, it was that same way. Anthony Johnson, Johnny Hendricks, Eric Silva, I had these opponents. And so I've always had an opponent kind of like lingering over my head. So it always made me feel uneasy such that I could never be lazy. I always had to do more. I always had a sacrifice. Always, always. And now it's like that opponent is a figurative opponent that I just am calling life. So life is my opponent. It's hanging over my head. It's trying to beat me. I'm trying to beat it. So that's really what keeps me, prevents me from being lazy. So now that you've been in the game of entrepreneurship for a while, tell me how different is a life of an entrepreneur versus a professional fighter? <laughs> you know, it's not it's not much different other than that it's a lot safer and it hurts a lot less. You know, it's 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 strikingly similar, but but truly the only thing is that I I don't get beat up and and my body is and my brain are a lot safer doing what I'm doing now. So tell me, uh, I'm sure you had a lot of friends at the time when uh, you were professional fighters who were fighters and now that you're an entrepreneur. Uh, what did they think about uh, kind of you leaving that uh, stage of life and becoming an entrepreneur and speaking all around the world? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, and just to clarify, I have not spoken internationally yet. I've, I've fought internationally, but I don't want to portray a uh, you know something that I haven't done. I plan to. I'm working towards it, and I'm confident I will. Um, but it was it was a natural, you know, one of the things that I, I respect most in other people and one of the things that people respected most in in me and my professional fighting career was, was just the amount of work that I put in. The, the, I'm, 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 I'm outworked by very, very, very few people in the world. And so when I made the decision, you know, it took me a long time to decide I, I want to leave fighting. You know, I actually didn't want to leave fighting. I kind of figured I, I had to leave fighting. And they were okay with it because it was kind of like, you know what, man, you work so dang hard, you can do whatever you want to do. And if you think it's time to leave, it's time to leave. So it was a, a really natural transition uh, from the outside. So I've listened to a bunch of interviews uh, you've done uh, previously, and you talk about hard work a lot. And it comes up on your website and social media time after time. Uh, tell me about your work ethic. Uh, a lot of people tell and say that they work hard, but their actions, their words don't match their actions. Um, tell me about your average day. Tell me about that work ethic you constantly keep talking about. Yeah, you, you've done your homework because you're right. I talk about hard work a lot. The So when I was growing up and competing in wrestling, I was always better than, let's say, 90% of the people that I competed against. You know, I'd win 90% of the time. But it was getting over that 10% hump that that really eluded me. I was I was I was able to do it sometimes, but the majority of the time I would fall short when it mattered most. And this created in me this negative self-talk, this negative self-belief. And then, you know, I finished wrestling. I was in a normal life of teaching and coaching wrestling. I kind of forgot about competition and, you know, hardcore living. And then when I started fighting, when I decided I wanted to fight, I was so scared of fighting. I was so scared of getting tired in a fist fight on TV in the octagon. That it drove me to, to a level of preparation and a level of work that I didn't even know existed. And it was because of that fear. So then what I realized is, hey, I'm not – why am I not nervous? I'm, I'm in a cage fighting like the toughest guys in the world, but I'm not nervous. Why is that? And I realized that it was because I worked so hard. And, and as a person, you know, listener out there in your listening normal, regular life, that, that, that work 
equates to confidence. If, if you don't believe in yourself, I, I, the other day I was writing a note to, to someone in, in my book that he purchased. And I said, train your way into believing, believe your way into performing. And that's it. You work your way into believing and then you believe your way into performing. The, the reason I work so hard is because I know that that's the root of my self-confidence. And if I don't put it in, then I'm not going to believe in myself. So I want to talk about uh, you being an entrepreneur now because it's an entrepreneurship uh, show. Uh, you haven't done it for that long, but I know uh, that being a fighter and being an entrepreneur, they are similar things. So tell me, as an entrepreneur, what is the one thing that you do that you feel has been the biggest contributor to successes so far? You know what? It's, it's, I'll say that, well, one, it's, it's consistency and discipline. So that's from a, like an, a personal thing is consistency and discipline in everything that I do. I'm, I'm, I'm consistent and disciplined to the point of obsessiveness, but also is reaching out. So when I, when I talk, I have a curriculum that I, that I talk upon or teach upon and I, they're composed of five elements of excellence. And the fifth one is surround yourself with the best. So the one thing that I did, if I had to say there's one actionable item that I did in fighting that I'm now doing in, in entrepreneurship, it's surrounding myself with the best. I'm reaching out to people. I'm connecting with people. I'm forming relationships with people who are where I want to be. They, they are beyond where I'm at podcasting, beyond where I'm at speaking, beyond where I'm at writing. And so it's just that constant habit day in and day out of connecting with and developing relationships. Yeah, man, this is something that is underrated, I think. Um, the people we surround ourselves with uh, play such an important role. So uh, is it in the form of uh, Skype calls, uh, emails? Do you have meetups with really successful people as well in entrepreneurship? All, all of it. Uh, you know, the, the things that I'm focusing on, and it's not just completely spread out, but, you know, writing. So I have a mentor, and, and I connect with people who have written and, and published their books. With podcasting, I'm always picking the brain. I have I have kind of friends that are on my level, and then I have friends who are beyond me, who are within like the hundred, two hundred thousand uh, download a month range. That I pick their brain, so it's I'm always stretching myself and going beyond where I'm at. So tell us a story when you reached out to someone who was uh, more successful than you were in entrepreneurship and how it helped you. Because I know there's a lot of people, including when I started off, I was quite scared to reach out to those really successful people. I remember reaching out to Seth Godin, a really famous guy in entrepreneurship, and he just told me no, but I'm so happy he responded to me. And that kind of gave me that mental shift that, man, like I'll reach out to 25 people and probably one or two will say yes to me. So do you have like a story which where you reached out to someone and you realized it was worth your time? You know, I, I don't have a big one. And uh, it's kind of like, so the, the first one I would say is, is the most important. So everyone wants, you know, people, I want to fight in the UFC. I, I want to speak around the world. Yeah, well, we all do. But what are you doing right now? Like what's within your grasp? So the most important step that I, that I took is I, I reached out to the best I could do in my area. So there was a speaker in the area who knew what he was talking about. I was introduced to him and I picked his brain incessantly for months and months and months. And so listeners, that's what you should do. Yeah, aim high, get to the UFC, get to you know Mount Everest, et cetera, but start here and now and start building that. That being said, you know, I formed that local relationship which led to others and others and others, but I have reached out to The Rock. I have reached out to Gary Vaynerchuk. These are guys that I truly believe one day I'm going to sit across. I have reached out to Rob Deerdeck. These are guys that I'm going to sit across from the table and have a conversation with, whether it's on my podcast or whether it's behind the scenes. And I need them to know, hey, I'm I'm throwing this out there now. And in a year, two years, five years from now, when you go back and look at my resume of work, you're going to see consistent content. You're going to see valuable content. You're going to see a work ethic. You're going to see intensity. You're going to see all of the things that are going to make you say, this guy is worth my time. 
So did Gary uh, say yes to you or tell me about that? I have not heard back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you uh, his contact later. So anyways, uh, discipline, that's something you mentioned. Uh, entrepreneurship lack discipline often because uh, we are our own bosses yeah. often and uh, we don't have anyone uh, batting our backs and saying, yeah, you got to show up that time. So do you think that discipline can be thought in a way? Yeah, I mean, it's fabricated. So here's the thing. You know, the, the fourth element of excellence I talk about is accountability. So can discipline be taught? Absolutely, it can be taught. How can you how can you teach it? Well, because you set ramifications, you set guidelines in your day. You know, for me, I use Evernote. And I use Evernote to, to track all of the things I have to do. I have different systems for prioritizing those things. I wake up every morning at 4.30. I work out six days a week. So you know, you can you can teach yourself to do that by making a list or making a schedule and doing it. The most the, the the intangible is you have to do it because what you just said, nobody's making you do it. So if you want to to teach yourself discipline or you want to have an accountability partner to teach you discipline, yeah, you can. But at the end of the day, it's the ball's in your court. I love that. Uh, I'm actually really excited to talk about failure and hardship. Um, we always look back on uh, people's journeys and talk about the hardships they've had in their lives. And you've been an entrepreneur for a while now. Do you have a story which um, shaped your life uh, where you learned from a major hardship or a challenge? Yes. Yeah, so the the most, the biggest setback that I have, and, and, and I'm speaking, I, I think, in terms of competitive athletics, the biggest setback I ever had that, that taught me, you know, if we're talking success through failure, we're talking you know, getting through adversity. My senior year when I was in high school, you know, I had lived my life to win a state title. And I, I essentially self-talked my way into losing two state titles in a row. And it was the, you know, at that time and still today, it's one of the most devastating experiences of my life because it, it was everything my life was built upon. And I, I talked, self-talked my way out of allowing it to happen. And that experience, you know, we talk about drive, that experience is at the root. You know, I write about it in a book. There's a, a pullout quote that I, that I mentioned, but where I said, I, I believe that falling short of that experience, you know, planted in me a seed to, to, to succeed. And th that, that is a strong basis for everything I do. So were, were those stories you were telling yourself or what kind of self-talk are we talking about? Yeah. So this is exactly it. You're just Charlie Brenneman. You're not going to win a state title. You're probably going to lose. You're good, but you're not great. So, I mean, that, those were the words I was telling myself. Like, what, what, what do you expect, dummy? Like, of course you're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, were you able to uh, – well, it's something that doesn't change overnight, uh, obviously. But uh, have you had some strategies uh, you've used to overcome those negative self-talks? So if, 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 if you or listener or whomever it, it, you know, experiences that self-talk and I say, well, Simon, just don't tell yourself that. You'll say, yeah, right, but come on, man. Like, it's not that easy. The, the, the key and what I'm telling you, listener, please understand this. I work so dang hard, it's, especially when I was fighting. And, and I mean, it translates into what I'm doing now. I work so dang hard that I can't not believe in myself. It's almost like there's not enough brain energy to doubt what I'm doing because all of that brain energy is going into work. And then when it's time to go to bed, it's boom, lights are out. I'm, I'm writing a blog post right now about having a perfect everything, a perfect life balance, perfect work balance, uh, kind of having it all. Um, you talk about working hard. Uh, tell me about your relationships, your uh, close relationships. How much time do you have for those? Yeah, if you listen to my podcast, the, the intro, there was a soundbite that I took from an interview I did. 
And it says, I'd rather be number seven in the world and have a balanced life than be number one in the world. And it, it, that's exactly it. I, I, you know, I have a picture, I have a vision for Charlie Brenneman. And I live my life according to that vision. And, you know, some people might say, well, you don't work hard enough, you don't blah, blah, but I don't care because it makes me happy. Uh, the relationships I have, you know, most of the close people in my life don't care about anything I do, to be honest. They don't care if I speak or fight or whatever. They just appreciate me for who I am. So it's kind of weird, but it's also kind of nice that no one... <laughs> I think there's a verse in the Bible or something that's like you can't be a prophet in your hometown or something like that. But I'm as I'm as normal as can be. Nobody cares what I do. They just support me if I win and support me if I lose. I love that. Uh, but how important is for you though uh, the close people supporting you, uh, uh, your family supporting you? Because uh, we've had a lot of different entrepreneurs on the show, and it seems like that's one of the most important parts of uh, either breaking an entrepreneur or making an entrepreneur succeed if the close people really support him. Let's talk about that a bit more. So the basis of me when I talk, especially young people, I talk about my family, my upbringing, my parents, and them being the foundation of me. You know, I'm, I'm built upon my family and wrestling. Those are two things. And I, I, I can't, understate the value and the fortune that I had being born into that support system. And to be honest, I mean, that's a big reason why I feel so driven to help other people who might not have that support system. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, I wasn't born into that family, so I can't do it. That's where you're wrong, because especially the way the world is today, you, you have to be more intentional about it. You have to be more proactive about it. But there is so much wealth of information back to what we talked about, surrounding yourself with the best. You've got to actively put your – don't tell me that you can't connect with someone because I'm putting my, myself out there right now. Go to charlie-benjamin.com, click on contact, send me an email. I, I will help you. Uh, so that it, it's an excuse to say I wasn't born into it so I can't have it. You might have to work harder for it, but you know you can have it. Um, but but yeah, I mean my, the, the best thing about the support that I've received growing up my parents were always there to to pick me up when I when I lost, but equally as important, they were always there to bring me back down to size when I thought I was getting big. I was reading um, Phil Knight's Shoe Dog. He's the founder of Nike, and uh, something that really stood out to me today, um, there was a line by him which said that mom is our first coach. Uh, it it kind of made me tear up. Uh, tell me how important role uh, coaches played in your life. Yeah. First of all, is that a good book? Because I just wrote that in my books to read. Um, yeah. It, so it, it can't be. It, it, it's it's yes, extremely important. I'm almost speechless because I don't know how to put it into words. But you need to be around people who know more than you and who are better than you and who can take you from one place to another. It, it's it's. I mean, the reason that I succeeded in the UFC was because I outworked 99.9% of the competition and I surrounded myself with the best, whether it was actual coaches, trainers, or whether it was mentors, or whether it was just positivity around me. Before we wrap up today's talk, I want to briefly talk about habits. Habits are an important part of every entrepreneur's life. If you had to pick one habit, Charlie, something that really contributes to your success, what would that be? Nowadays, it's... it's Okay, so I'm gonna give you actually a couple more than one, but they're very simple. Reading, I read every day, and I, I, reading is like picture picture you as a human being, just kind of sitting there in space. Okay, you can watch TV, you can sit and think, you can read a magazine, you can do it. 
if you read a productive book, if you read a book on Phil Knight, if you read a book on Bill Walsh or all of these just uber successful people, your brain is growing. You are staying sharp as a person, as a human being. So why not do it? To me, that's the most invaluable habit that, that I do on a daily basis. And then also, this is going to sound simple, but is drink water. I drink a gallon of water a day. And it's one of those things, if you've ever read The Power of Habit, he talks about a keystone habit. By having the discipline to carry a water bottle with you all the time, to fill it up all the time, to carry it with you, to drink it day in and day out, that discipline, we're talking about teaching each other discipline, that discipline will, will transfer over into other areas of your life. Drinking water and reading, simple things but change lives. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I want to wrap up and talk about happiness. What brings you joy and really makes you happy in this life? You know what it is? It's the ba it's the basics. I talk so much about core values for the basics. It's it's I need very few things in my life to feel happy. I need to train <laughs> and I need to be around my family and I need to eat. That's about it. So it's kind of like forget all the jazz, forget all the bells and whistles. Stay true to yourself. Surround yourself with the best people. Train hard and you couldn't ask for much more. Let's end the show with the last piece of guidance from you to the audience. And could you please share the best way people in the audience can connect with you and reach you? My website is charlie-brenneman.com. I'm very active. You know, one of the things I took from Gary Vaynerchuk, and I actually just learned I, I, it like I had a, a light bulb moment the other day, is this idea of being a, a media company. I am a media company. I produce content on a daily basis, audio, video, you name it, I'm producing it. So please consume my content because it is very valuable. I, I put a lot of time into it. It's not going to steer you wrong. Um, that's all, all hosted at charlie-brenneman.com. In terms of the piece, and uh, another thing I want to throw out here. So if you're looking for that coach, you know, you you, you want to invest in it. You don't want to invest a lot. You want to get started. I started a, a virtual mentorship. It's called the AMX Fight Club, the AM Excellence Fight Club, and it's all built around accountability and camaraderie and inspiration. And and again, that's hosted at charlie-brenneman.com. But it's a whopping ten dollars a month, and you're going to get ten million times the value out of it. Um, the piece of advice is I'll give you the five of them right here, the five elements of excellence. Create a vision. Identify your core values. Define your own success. Live with accountability and surround yourself with the best. That That is the core of my being, and, and that is the core that will take you from where you are to where you want to go. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, Simon. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.